It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right. Uh, there isn't a ton of stuff that has happened in the last two days, and yet somehow I feel like we're not going to have any problem filling the uh, show up uh, today with conversation. No, and the good news is, is that we know a lot about the the games that did happen, especially in boys' basketball. Had a doubleheader last night which I always enjoy because you don't get a lot of those anymore and it feels like that's kind of a trend that that teams have gone away from and I like getting able to see both the girls and the boys play and it's just easier for us yeah and uh, I saw the uh, northern girls uh, play uh, last night against the Anchor Bay girls and we thought this would be an interesting matchup and it was kind of an interesting matchup Um, And we'll get to all of that and more coming up in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. 
Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Uh, Welcome back. I got Brady going early already. You do, because you got enough spam calls that annoyed you. you Yeah, I went off this morning. (laughs) <laughs> third got- time third time was a charm okay first two times i just like whatever sent it to voicemail they didn't leave a message third time i'm finally like all right this has got to stop we're trying to record a podcast and the lady was like well, i'd like to sell you and it's like I, did i ask you to sell me that leave me alone i'm at work idiot all right where are we starting with basketball all right where are we starting with basketball we're going to start with the girls and we're going to start where I was last uh, night uh, with Port here on Northern and Anchor Bay. And the, the, the surprises do not cease when it comes to young players in the area. We already knew that Northern starts a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. It's what, four sophomores and a freshman, right? Yeah, we, we, we already knew that coming in. What I didn't know is that basically Anchor Bay does the same thing they've got the senior Peyton Lee and everybody else is basically a freshman or a sophomore that plays for them and one freshman in particular Julia and and I'm sorry probably saying the name wrong but uh, we went with uh, with Kasich last night that's what the PA guy was saying I, I didn't have a chance to get down and ask anybody before the game started because somebody put 10 minutes up on the pregame clock instead of 15. <laughs> um, but uh, this girl was really good last night. She had 24 points, Brady. She Her free throws, she was perfect from the line, 8 for 8. I don't think a single free throw touched the rim. Um, she gets – or she's a smaller player. She's the ball handler. She brings it up the court. Not – Taking three pointers again. This is this is a player that's driving to the basket, or that's knocking down little mid range jumpers and floaters. Mm-hmm. I mean, just scored a lot of pretty baskets last night. And I, again, I was super impressed because when I look at Anchor Bay, Peyton Lee is legitimate big. She's like Jersey McGregor big now. Mm-hmm. Like she's always been tall. But as a sophomore, and even last year as, as a junior, I thought she was a little on the thinner side. Right. But she is strong, and she is big and menacing looking. 
And she had 14 points, and I had her for 11 rebounds and a block. But I'd like to see her get a little closer to the basket because when, when she catches it by the hoop and just has to turn around and put it in, can't be stopped. When she catches well, it Northern further away. Well, doesn't have a big either yeah, to counteract it. But, but uh, who does? Not many teams have a girl like that. No. And, who's a three-year starter. She's what, listed at what, 6'4"? Yeah, I mean, and she looks bigger than that to me. Like at the jump ball, it, it was a joke. Like, had she not won the the tap, then then that's it. The world was going to end at that moment. Um, but really good, and and they have uh, uh, others: uh, Carissa Lewis, uh, Gabby uh, TD, um, Autumn McDonald. Uh, just a lot of young players. On the floor for both these teams, um, Anchor Bay was cruising. At the end of three, they were up 16. And Northern had that thing down to five midway through the fourth quarter. Their team of runs. Uh, and then in the end, um, Anchor Bay pulled away and, and ended up winning by 15, 56 to 41. But again, you, you had uh, Katchik with 24, Lee with 14. And on the other side, Kate Nichols, had, I think, four points at halftime, finished with 14. She was Northern's leading scorer, knocked down a couple of threes. Oski's made seven threes last night. That's good. Um, Jade Freeman had 13 points. I think she had four at halftime. So they did the most of their damage during the comeback. Um, Charlotte Eastman had three threes in the first half to kind of keep Northern in the game. She had all 10 of her points in the first half. Uh, Port and Falco also each uh, – hit a three-pointer last night. Um, I know that Falco's got a lot of responsibilities bringing the ball up, um, and the offense goes through her, but I'd like to see her shoot more. She only took two or three shots last night, and the three she made, I mean, right down the middle. Like, I think she could score for them, but her job seems to be getting the ball to the other the people. Facilitator. Yeah, but I, I just sometimes I'd I'd like to like her to be a little bit selfish, just because I saw her last year. I know she can get 15, 16 points in a game, right? Um, and and some nights you need like a perfect example is the night I saw them in Marysville. Nobody else was hitting shots. Step up and take some shots, right? Um, but it's easy for me to say. I'm not a sophomore, you know, <laughs> right. running running the show for your team. Um, but I, again, they lost their two and five, but they've really only had one bad game. I mean, I didn't see the Ford game, but they yeah, that's really, a tough one. That I I'd put that one in a, a bad loss, even though you lose by thirty. But, but Ford is five or six and one now, right? But still. Losing by 30 is a tough pill to swallow no matter who you play. And with Anchor Bay, I mean, it just feels like it was another example of if you can extract the the best 10 minutes and, and get that to 20 to 30 minutes of basketball, you have a pretty good team, but they just go in a shell for too long at times and, and can't, ha- can't find that consistency. But when they are, like, in a groove – Northern's kind of fun to watch. And that's the, I guess, frustrating part is how I'll put it, is you know that they have it in them to 
go on runs and, and, and really score and play good defense. So when it goes away, you're going, guys, you, you can all do this. I, there's seven, eight, nine girls that can all play and play well. Why can't we do this consistent, consistently? And that's going to be the key to changing Northern from just a nice team to a team that you have to worry about. Yeah, I mean, again, I, uh, four minutes into the game, it's 6-6. Six, six. And then the next time you look up, it's 19-6. to six. Right. And I mean, look at the St. Like, Clair game. Wow, how they, did that happen? They start the game, it's 16-4 to four after a quarter. And then they start scoring, but they're not playing any defense. And in the second half, they put it all together. They just have to find a way to put it all together for 32 minutes. So, uh, anyways, I, I, this this was kind of an intriguing ball game because, again, like I say, it started out neck and neck, and then Anchor Bay went on a run. But then Northern would keep hanging around, hanging around, and then uh, Anchor Bay makes a shot at the buzzer to end the third, and you go oh, 16 points. Th- that was the dagger. This one's over. And then all of a sudden, halfway into the fourth quarter, going, it's a five-point game, and Northern's got the ball if they score here, you know, kind of stuff. And um, in the end, though, uh, Anchor Bay was a little too much, um, and uh, this uh, this freshman for them, uh, Kachik, was really good last night. If that's the way she plays every night, they got a player there. Well, Northern later in the week, hopefully – uh, we'll get a chance in the Weimar tournament to get a shot back at, well, at PH and then again a rematch with either Marysville or St. Clair. Speaking of Marysville, they played an okay game and won by 20. Just okay? And they, I'll be honest with you. There was nothing that was super impressive about the win over Lons Cruz. I mean, their defense was smothering. They forced a lot of turnovers, but... You, you could look at that film and go, yeah, there's still a lot more to give. And the good news is, like I said, you won by 20. 49-29, they beat Lance Cruz. Avery Wolters has 12. Ava Grant has 11. Marysville didn't do a ton in the half court. When they had to slow down, they struggled. They had their fair share of turnovers. But they just got a lot of scoring from a lot of different places. I mentioned Wolters with 12. Grant with 11. Kara Miller hits three threes. I don't think she had any in the first half. Uh, Kendall Quain had seven. Addie Minesburg added uh, a four, along with Megan Winston. Ryan Quain had a bucket. I mean, it was 17-11 at halftime. And it was kind of a sloppy game. Lotscruz was actually winning after a quarter. But 16 points in the third and fourth quarter and holding... Uh, Lance Cruz to just 18 points in the second half total will help you get a decisive win. But no, it's it's you don't always have to play a perfect game and win. You're not going to be sensational every night. So when you can play just all right, good, above average, and win by 20, that's a pretty good sign of where your team's at. Well, I mean, the, the big difference for Marysville this year from recent history is, is – they don't have a Caitlin Kane. They don't have that player who's going to score 20 points. They're doing it by committee. And it, and it's just going to explode. So, But, uh, again, what I like about this team, especially at home, they're holding teams 30 points or less. And they're I'm gonna just w- calling Marysville's Jim the Void. Well, it's they're, the they're going to win a lot of basketball games playing that way, though. Yes. Yes, they will. And, and, and I really I, – I, I get it. Tough – whatever – but their defense, I think, has more to do with them not getting scored on at home 
than the building or the rims or anything. Right. They shoot at the same rims, and they scored 49 points last night. Yeah, and I, this isn't a negative on Marysville at all. It's just sometimes you play an all right game, and you, you take care of business against the team you should. They, can they slow it down a little and sometimes just get the ball and take a deep breath and not turn it over as much? Yeah, and I'm sure Ryan Ratchie, if they watch film and go through practice, will take care of that. But you get a win at home, you're 2-0 and in league play, and again, you already went to Southlake and got that win. That's a big win and, a, and a kind of a quiet, nice start in the Mac Blue for Marysville, who's really, that's their first time in the Mac Blue. They, they're up from the gold. Yeah, um, St. Clair uh, wins big over Clawson. Kind of expected that. If I mean, if we're being honest, just they should have went down to Clawson and win, and they did. Well, what I like about this uh, is that this is back-to-back, go out on the road and crush an opponent. Because yes. they did it to Roseville on Friday. Uh, I think it was 54-19 Friday, 58-20 to this time around. So that's two straight games where your defense isn't giving up anything and your offense is scoring a lot. And they, again, did it by committee a lot, contributed some. Aaron Saros ended with 12 points. You had Tabitha Ferlin with nine. Ashlyn Zimmer had nine. Ali Kamarowski had nine. Just a, just a team effort and... You put a team that you should put away, you put them away early, and you get a, a very nice win on the road, much like Marine City did at home when they beat Lakeshore 47-15. When, when Marine City's on, you're not getting anything on Marine City. No, and, and they're not giving anything up in the last two games. I mean, they held Clawson to seven. And what, they hold uh And Lakeshore gets 15. They yeah, they held, I think East Point scored 11. And they had 75 points in that game. Yeah. So it's it's boomer bust. They're, they're the home run hitter. They're Aaron Judge. It's either going 480 feet or it's a strikeout <laughs> on three pitches. Because when they lost, they gave up 50 to uh, Warren Fitz. They only scored 31 against Marysville. If, they've get, if they get over 40 points, they've won the game. If they've held, been held under 40, they've lost. And, yeah, in three games, they held East Point to 11, Clawson to 7, Lakeshore to 15. Get to see them against Yale at the SC4 Showcase next. That will be a very nice litmus test because you know Yale has some firepower and you know that they have the ability to score. How is Marine City going to handle that? Yeah, or which, I guess the, the question for me is, which Marine City team shows up? Because they tend to be a little Jekyll and Hyde, and sometimes it's... In the same quarter. Well, and we talked. I've seen them start quarters great and finish poorly, and start poorly and finish unbelievably. Talked about Marysville with this, but at home, Marine City's four and zero on the road. They're zero and two. Small sample size, but something to take a look at. They come back in the new year. They go to Frazier, who's going to be some of the toughest competition for that league. That's going to be, again, after playing Yale, not in your own gym, so a neutral site game and then a road game, get a win away from home just to psychologically get that off your back. Yeah. All right. Um, Tough night if you're Notre Dame prep. Uh, We'll get to the boys uh, in in the next segment, but Armada beats Notre Dame prep 49-23. to This is a really nice win for the uh, the Lady uh, Tigers and a player that I had forgotten about. Uh, Maya drop with 19 points in this game. 
Uh, I did see her play last year, and uh, when she's she's a a three point shooter, and when they're going in, they go in, and it's and it's fun. But like a lot of shooters like that, you you might go a few games where not much happens, and then all of a sudden she has a game like she did against Notre Dame Prep. Good time to do it. Yes. I mean, Notre Dame Prep is down this year. They're now 1-6. But, again, that's a very nice win at home. And Armada's a weird animal to tackle. All right, they have three losses, and they got blown out in two of them. But they were to Regina and Emily City. I don't know how much stock to put in that. The other's a double overtime loss at Kingston. They play Algonac after the new year. That's when I'm going to – well, they have it scheduled twice, so sometime after the new year. I'm assuming they're going to play on the 10th. Uh, but let's see what they do against some of the other middling BWAC teams because they beat Cross Lex. Now they beat Notre Dame Prep, putting a little win streak together. Yeah, and, and I'm like – okay, I obviously I like Emily City, um, and I think Kingston's a good program. Um, I'm not sold on Regina right now. They're three and three because I I looked at it last night. They're three and three. They're the game that Anchor Bay lost, but they lost to somebody that Anchor Bay beat handily, and they lost badly. Regina has lost to Gross Point North, Utica Ford, and uh, Ann Arbor Father Gabriel Richard, which I, I'm sure are all good teams. Well, we know Ford is. Yeah. Uh, we know Gross Point North's the Mac Red team, and Gabriel Richard, I couldn't tell you. They've beaten Armada, Anchor Bay, and Notre Dame Prep. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. Um, but I, I Armada was young last year, uh, and I'm still hopeful that, that that's a good basketball team. Uh, Elmont gets a, a win. They beat Detroit Southwestern. 40 to 19, so that they double them up. Starting to to say Kendall Roshevsky's name quite a bit now. Uh, she had 12 points last night. Lydia Lacavera has Lydia Lydia is like in her sixth season there at Elmont. Doesn't it feel like it? Yes. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> she, it's because we say her name for every sport. Yeah, it feels like she had 10, and Jesse uh, Cotts had uh, 10 points. But uh, it it just feels like. Lydia's been there for a while. Well, when you talk, it's about probably it, only been even that, three years. She might have season, another year left. And every season you talk about, like, it feels like Connor Jakubiak's been at Yale, f- like, for 10 years. Yeah, and he's got he another year. He was a freshman year. when he's, I graduated. He, he, he's got another year left. Yes, and it, that just happens when you play everything and we talk about you from the start. Uh, Lapeer beat Richmond 44-32, to and North Branch beats Birch Run 38-31. There were a few games back on Monday. The big one I want to talk about we'll get to. Marlette beats Croslex 38-30. Austin Catholic beats Landmark 46-22. But Frankenmuth's a good team, and they tested themselves by bringing in MLA City. 67-27 Frankenmuth puts a hurting on MLA City. I know they're a good team, but I guess optically you'd like a little better effort from the Spartans. Well, again, having having not seen it, I'm going to assume that Emily City had a horrible game. I'm going to assume that Frankenmuth had a little to do with, with that, probably a lot to do with that. But also it was probably, you know, maybe something was up with Emily City that night. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, that's the one blip. Frankenmuth's now 4-1. and one. You know, you know who their one loss is? Our friends at Lake Fenton. Yeah. That's their one, a 10-point loss. They've beaten Grand Blank, Bay City, John Glenn. They beat Bridgeport 66-6 to before beating MLA City. So, 
a 40-point loss, I mean, it counts as one loss nonetheless. You'll get a chance to kind of rectify that going to Goodrich next if you're MLA City. But it's not that they lost at Frankenmuth. It's that they lost by 40. That at least throws up a little bit of a red flag, and it didn't seem like they were ever really in the game. Well, I mean, I'm just, uh, again, Frankenmuth, we talk about it. Are you area good or are you state good? Frankenmuth is probably state good. I would guess. I mean, again, they – I, I'm assuming Lake Fenton's still really good again. Yeah. Um, and, and again, uh, with MLA City, the question with them, even with the good teams, is can you get through the quarterfinal? Right. Uh, and they hadn't been able to do that. So uh, Frankenmuth is one of those teams that you're going to meet if you get to that distance. And so it tells me that MLA City still has a little bit of work to do that maybe they're in that – Area good bracket, where I still think I still think they're the the team in the BWAC until somebody beats them. Well, but I mean, I I think Frankenmuth is is really strong. One point or forty points. I, I know psychologically maybe it's different, but a loss is a loss. And I just feel they probably had a really bad game and they picked the wrong night to do it against a really strong team. Didn't have a ton of boys basketball action, but we'll get to it. Uh, Yale and Marysville had a game. Richmond with a huge win. Mooney and a barn burner. And, well, and Emily City boys played it well. They took one on the chin. We'll talk about all that. And, yeah, not, not a ton of boys basketball. No, a light schedule, but I'm interested to hear about uh, you, you saw Yale. And, and, again, Richmond and Mooney had interesting games as well. And we'll get to that in a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, tools and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady. Boys basketball last night, uh, Brady. Second half of your doubleheader was uh, Marysville and uh, Yale. And Yale is a team that interests uh, us, and it was also your first chance to uh, see your alma mater uh, play. So tell us about this basketball game. Uh, Yale won very comfortably 54-30. It was a weird start to the game. Uh, right as I was signing off for the last break when the National Anthem and starting lineups play, it was the lights and everything, the power went out. Just went boom. And I've never seen that before. <laughs> I was luckily, obviously, uh, with what we do, we're on the air, so and everything is at least charged up a bit, so we're not reliant on any power in the immediate uh, power outage because... With our computer and our Wi-Fi, it all has a battery life. Still need to be plugged in, but uh, about 20 seconds later, like the scoreboard came back on, um, but not the lights. The lights took like two minutes, and it was just, it was bizarre. I'd never seen that before, and I've never seen that, especially in Marysville's gym, which is, what, 10, 12 years old now? Yeah. So that was a weird start, and... Well, after that, it was kind of a weird game. Uh, I will say this in the first half. Yale dominated. The first quarter was 14-10 to 10 Yale, and then the rest of the way took care of business. Yale, I think, at one point was ahead in fouls like 11-3. to 3. And at the end of the first half, I want to say it was like 15-6 to 6 or 7. And Marysville was fouling more than Yale, but I've never seen more offensive fouls called on <laughs> Mary. I bet you they had five or six offensive fouls um, uh, against Marysville, and it's just the way they play. Yale ended up winning 54-30. It was never in doubt, but uh, let's talk about Yale first. 
I've seen them twice, and I'll be honest, I don't know if I've seen them have to really dig deep and turn that next level on. Like against Marine City and against Marysville, they are a more talented team, and they could run through their stuff and, and just be patient and, and take what they they get and coast to 20-point wins. And that's kind of, I'm not saying they weren't playing hard. I'm not saying they were just rolling the ball out, but – you know when a team has to turn it up and turn it on. We, you see it with Croslex when they play a good team. You're going to see it with Northern when they play a really good team. They have to find that next level. And the two games I've seen with Yale, they haven't had to do that with. Connor Jakubiak had 13. Ryan Monarch had 10. Jackson Kohler had 10. Freshman for Yale. Again, we'll talk about that in the yeah. third segment. But a, a very nice performance. Logan Vincent came in, played well. Uh Kazan Morton only had four points, but he's the he's the spark plug guy. He's the energy guy that comes out and might uh, play a little more physical than some people like, but gets rebounds and, and sets hard screens. Just a, a player that can get under your skin and might not have a lot of points, but can be a factor on the floor. Both teams sub so much. I bet you there was... 50-plus substitutions in yeah. this game. You know, and, and I get why teams do it, and, and if it works for you, do it. But Oh, oh it sucks that. for us. I hate that. You're like, all right, who's on the floor now? You're trying to get into a groove, and you, you get, you know, the five. Just as soon as you get to know the starters and all of them, especially Marysville, they always make line changes. Well, Marysville, <laughs> they just roll everybody. Uh, but it was 14-10 to 10 after one, like I said. And Yale and Marysville were playing a pretty competitive game. And then from the end of the first quarter to, I think, five minutes left in the fourth quarter, all Marysville did was make threes. It was 22, 44-22 after three. And Marysville had 18 points from three-pointers. Wow. Which, if you're playing a little better defense, that's not inherently a bad stat, but it's... But they, when you're making that many and at the end of the night you only get 30 points, it means you're you're not making any... You're not getting to the line making any free throws. Made and you're not making any easy baskets. Two free throws, and they had five two-pointers. Yeah. That's a, that's a rough night. That's a rough night. I think at one stretch for in the second quarter to the third quarter, the only player to score for them was Cole Horan, who hit three threes. And it's just not a sustainable model. They have to find a way to get something inside the arc. I mean, Yale plays good defense, but they kind of sat back and said, listen, you want to shoot, you're going to have to make 15 threes if you want to beat us. And it didn't happen. Again, Yale's a good team. I want to see... Yale tested. I want to see Yale have to go and with their backs against the wall, how they respond, because I can tell there's talent there. Again, Jakubiak, Monarch, Kohler, all nice players. Logan Vincent comes off the bench. I like how he plays. And there are there are guys at Yale, but I just want to see what they do when it's chips down and they have to find that next level. Maybe it'll happen against Birch Run at the SC4 Showcase. They will get challenged. Oh, we, we do know because they got to play Crosslex twice, Richmond twice, and Armada twice. And Emily City. And, and Emily City twice. They will get challenged. Birch Run's one and three. Their only wins against Unionville Seabwin, so that might not be the game that challenges them. But I just want to see what happens when Yale 
has the chips down because they've had three wins now of 20 points or more. Their, their, their closest win was the 16-point win against North Branch. I like Yale. I just It just feels like I don't have the full picture with them. Um, again, we've been saying since the preseason, they could be a team that muddies things up in the BWAC. Yeah. But, and for Marysville, they just need to find ways to score. There's just no consistent scoring option right now at, at Marysville. Your leading score was nine, and, and you put up 30 points. That's not horrible compared to what has been happening, but they just – someone needs to figure out a way to score, but there's, well, I, there's I mean, not much right now. They don't have Simpson. That would have at least – even if he doesn't score a lot, and I think he could, um, it, it, it gives you somebody that they have to pay attention Him and Makai Radford or two that would help them out a bit. But they're, they're going to have to figure out a way to close this gap o- over the Christmas break. And, yeah, they just – once the three-point – if the three-point shot's not falling for them because they shoot the three a lot, it's hard to find that, that, that scoring inside for Marysville. But Yale's now 4-0. and And I have a feeling they play Birch Run and Peck. There's a good chance they're 6-0 and going into the game at home against Cross Lex on January 5th. Well, that'll be good hype material. That would be a really fun <laughs> game, wouldn't it? Because Yale's one of those places that uh, we haven't been out there a ton because internet just doesn't want to exist out there yeah. sometimes. It's, it's but, a little tougher, but, well, but we do get out there occasionally. But that's a place that can have one of the better atmospheres in the area for basketball. They like their basketball out in Yale. Yeah, and and in the we talk about it a lot, BWAC. Mostly with, with football, but but basketball's the the same way. Um, every gym in the BWAC, no matter whether you're playing a good team or a um, uh, even team or or a bad team, it's always tough in the other team's building. Yes, it is. It's just uh, all those gyms are are unique in their own way, and there's something about every gym that you like or you don't like. All right, let's move on to another statement win for a BWAC team. Croslex beat U Prep, and now Richmond goes down to Notre Dame Prep and wins in come from behind fashion, fifty-eight, fifty-three. Who? Wow, Carl Stevens, twenty-one points, twenty rebounds against Notre Dame Prep. Told you it was good. I didn't. I know he's good. <laughs> Daquan Haskins has 14. We used to debate this, though, early last year until you finally in the districts, he put it together for you. Well, he did it a little in, before in a game, then, but, but <laughs> it's still, it was like they just can kind of he let He does that every else. time I yeah. see him play. Yeah, and he <laughs> did a really nice job. To, uh, as I said, Daquan Haskins, 14 points, four boards. Marcus Thompson didn't get into double figures with any stat. But this is a very solid game that might go unnoticed. Eight points, six assists, five rebounds, five steals. That's actually that's a really good game. There's just not one eye-catching stat. He did everything pretty well. And, well, when when you have a, a teammate have a 20-20 game, which in high school is very rare. Those are not easy to get. No. So Unless fi- your name is Tyler Jamison. Right. 58-53, Richmond beats Notre Dame Prep. They get revenge for the regional last year. And that kind of sends a statement that, hey, our goal, regional title. We can make a deep run. And step one was knock off the team that beat you last year. Now, I know Notre Dame prep lost 
some some players. They they're not exactly the same team that I think went to a quarterfinal a year ago. But still, that's a very very nice win for Richmond. And again, on the road. Yeah, that's the the key to me is again Notre Dame prep. The school's in the middle of nowhere. You, you drive down a dark little road, and then all of a sudden, there's this big, gorgeous campus there. Uh, and then it takes you a half hour to find the, where you're supposed to park for the gym because <laughs> there's 52 parking lots around the school. Um, and, and then, uh, again, the name, the brand is intimidating. Right. Um, and and we our, our thing with Richmond is consistency through an entire game because they're one of those teams that occasionally has a stretch in a game where the lights go off for a little while. They lose power. Well, I'm glad you um, brought that up. because and, and it doesn't seem like that's what happened to them in this one, and that's encouraging. Well, they started off a little slow, and they were down, I think, six or nine points uh, in the second half and then roared back. But in their first four games, they've been very consistent. Lutheran North, I mean, it was a battle for a quarter. They put them away. Cardinal Mooney, they they got off to a hot start and kept them at arm's length the whole time. Obviously, Algonac, they took care of business. And on the road at Notre Dame Prep, that's a big win for Richmond. Now, their schedule isn't the toughest the next handful of games. They host Marysville tomorrow on Thursday. They play KPAC at the SC4 Showcase. They host Emily City, which should be a tough one. Host North Branch at Almont before it really starts to flare up a bit when you have Croslex and Armada in back-to-back games. So it'll be a little bit before we get the huge clash. I mean, Emily City will be a good benchmark. If you take care of business at home against the Spartans, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. That'll be a good test for Emily City. But Richmond has a little bit before they have the big, I guess, we've arrived game. Has, has Emily City not had a tough game? They you played want, New Haven last night. You want to talk about that right now? Jump yeah, I mean, them. just it, it's a nice segue because it's another BWAC team. And Emily City has just loaded up the, the non-league schedule with tough game after tough game. Uh, and New Haven beat them 65 to, to 30. But uh, that, there's that old saying, Brady, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And, and I got to believe playing this high level of competition will help them when they get into BWAC play. Yes, it will. I just want to throw the one thing out there. The two really good teams you played, E-Course and New Haven, you're losing by a lot. Have to You have to see progress and close that gap a bit. Can't. It's, it's nice playing these really tough teams, but if you're losing by 35, you got to find a way. If you lose by 15, 20, hey, you're playing a Mac White team, a team that might win the Mac White. They're really good. They're going to be challenging Northern. Bring that in a little bit. And you, you played them at home. You had them in your own gym. You, I like playing the tough schedule. I'm all for it. But you got to make these games a little more competitive if we're going to start saying, hey, they're going to have a chance to knock off one of the top dogs in the BWAC. Well, I mean, again, if because this is actually uh, – it can be telling because if they get into the BWAC and they start playing close games, then it kind of tells us about – the top of the BWAC against the top of other teams around the area and outside the area. Right. They'll have the test. They play Detroit Old Redford next, who's 2-2. Two and two. I don't know anything I, about them. 
They've beaten Detroit Public Safety and Troy Athens. They've lost. They lost to Clarkston by three, who I think is a pretty good team, and they lost to Oak Park by six. I know there's a great movie theater down there. I'm gonna guess that they're <laughs> they're a pretty good team. Uh, then they play at Richmond, home to Yale, at Croslex. Let's see that. So that that's let's, a tough let's stretch. See this gap. Yeah. It, it, even if you don't win, you got to see this gap close down, especially when you get into BWAC play. That's when you got to start flipping some of these results. If hey, if you lose these games early and then in BWAC play start racking up the wins, worked as intended. But I was hoping for a little better game than sixty-five thirty against New Haven. Yeah, um, this game kind of went the way I thought it uh, it might because I've seen Anchor Bay. Uh, you saw Mooney when they didn't have. I saw all, Anchor Bay as well. Yeah, yeah, but you saw Mooney when they didn't have all their guns and. And they're starting to get kids back and makes a difference. And and I thought this had a chance to be a good game. 67-60, to 60, Mooney beats Anchor Bay. Yeah, and a, a classic Mooney up and down battle. Which um, Trent Rice loves, and it just so happens Trent Rice yeah. filled up the stat book. If, if you're going to run with Trent Rice on the floor, you better have some horses yourself. Trent Rice, 32 points, 9 rebounds, 5 steals. That's a heck of a game. That's pretty good. That is a <laughs> that's a really good game. Again, lost in it. Dom Cadavera, double double, ten and ten. That's what he does. That's what they need from him on a night in, night out basis. And that's with a big man on the other side of him. That's a pretty good player in Dylan Guy. Yeah, yeah. That that's a, a real good game. Uh and uh Quentin Hilliker is has stepped up here because remember uh, Mooney doesn't have Everhart right now, and Everhart is a good outside shooter and a, and a guy that can score 10 to 15 points for you on any given night, and Hilliker gives him 12 points and eight rebounds, um, and, and you know, he, he's kind of a wild card player. If he can do stuff like that, that just makes Mooney all the more tougher. Yes, it, yes, it does. So that's a really nice win for Cardinal Mooney. I mean, Again, 32 points is incredible, and you're getting a win against what is turning out to be a pretty quality Anchor Bay team. Yeah, Much I, improved from a year yeah, ago. Yeah, they're, they're a lot better than a team that won one game last year. And Mooney, again, at home, runs up and down with them. They'll play St. Clair tomorrow. You'll be at that one, Dennis. You should have fun with that. Yeah, I'm really uh, excited about this because, you know, uh, and this is kind of a segue into our next segment, because you know how much I love Braylon France. Uh, the freshman for yeah. St. Clair, and I want to see him going against Rice, and it should be a lot of fun. All right, and you mentioned it, Dennis. There's a lot of freshmen in the area, and well, we'll talk about that because it's kind of, I don't want to say unprecedented, but maybe it is a bit unprecedented with how much freshman production there's been. Well, it's just strange, too, over the years how this whole thing has changed uh, in terms of, who plays on varsity now? Right. Um, and, and how much and what type of an impact they make. We'll get to it in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 
1700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball. Call 810-987-2185. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with auto owners insurance doesn't have to be one of them we work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like not being that fan oh come on ref that's simple human sense For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. So the the trend uh, this season, it's sticking out like a sore thumb. The number of freshmen in boys and girls basketball who aren't just on varsity but are starting and who are impact players and in some cases are the stars on their team. Yeah, and before we dive into this, in the last however many years, it hasn't been completely crazy in girls basketball to have freshmen come up and and be starters and contribute a lot early there's more examples of that than in boys basketball for whatever reason so it's not shocking at least in girls basketball when there's freshmen that come up and play I mean I think we talked about Peyton Lee I'm pretty sure she was a freshman that played I mean you can go through northern they've had a lot Marysville's had a lot 
just seems when you get the the, the very basketball centric uh, girl athletes that they tend to make an impact right away. Now in boys basketball, it's a little different because Dennis, we were talking before the last handful of years. The only freshman I could really name that I ever remembered playing on varsity, and again, it's a, I'm sure there are more examples, but Ben Davidson and Eric Williams were the ones I remember playing as freshmen. Yeah. And it felt like that you had to be a special player and that if you came up on a varsity as a freshman, you were anointed as the next one when you came up because it didn't happen. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it, it, again – um, I'll, I'll use, uh, an, an example and it's not in basketball. It was in baseball, but when I got to Bishop Foley, I, I was the new kid there and the coach flat out told me, he's like, you're going to play JV. You're, you're going to the JV team. I don't care if you're better than guys on the varsity. They've been here longer and I'm going to be loyal to them. So that's point number one is maybe a stigma going away from having freshmen play on varsity because it does feel like that maybe um, an, the older guard or older generation would have a more traditionalist view towards it where, hey, you're playing, you're a freshman. you, you got to play at least one year of non-varsity basketball, get accustomed to high school play before you come up. Or, yeah, no, the, this kid's been in the program longer. He's going to be up yeah. on varsity. Maybe a little bit of that's going away of the the stigma or bias against freshmen. Because even in football, we talked about a lot of freshmen. Not in Northern Harju and Moreland played, and, and Osterlin for, for Marine City football was uh, the quarterback. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what. It seems to be the trend now in football that your quarterback needs to be no older than a sophomore. Right. Because you want him as, as a three- or four-year starter. So maybe there's a little bit of a stigma going away regarding freshmen playing on varsity. Uh, that's just one part. Another thing, I don't know if this is true or not. Maybe the, 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 just the training and the specialization um, with certain athletes and, and how you can look in at certain parts of your game and just the way you train athletes has changed even in the last 10 to 15 years, so that when you start as a sixth grader, all these myths of, oh, if you work out, you stunt your growth, or don't do this, it'll hurt your development, where everyone went, that's a bunch of crap. You can start, when you're 12, 13 years old, you can start working on your game, doing all this, and trying to get yourself as physically ready as possible, so that when you get to high school, you're ready to play on varsity, is that a part of it? Because all these freshmen that play, no, they don't look like 17 or 18-year-olds, but they're just as physically able to handle the pressure and the physicality as anyone else. Yeah, I, I also think that anymore, um, whatever sport it is that you're into, you can almost play all the sports year-round now. Like there, there are leagues that go all summer long, and some of it is very competitive and very intense. Is that and, the other and thing? involves is travel that like does nothing phase kids anymore? What'd you do uh, in, in June over the weekend? Oh, I went to Indianapolis and played in a tournament. Right. Is that the other thing? Is there's just more basketball being played at, at higher levels, so the kids that are excelling and are exceptional are getting to play against 
tougher level competition earlier where maybe in generations past, hey, you played middle school, you've played 7th graders, you played 8th graders. If you were a really good player, you're a 7th grader, hey, you might run open gyms with the 8th graders and you might play with them or you might play up an age bracket in the local tournaments. But is that the other thing with the rise of AAU and travel sports? The exceptional players are trying to play up age brackets. Yeah, and, and I don't. Have I don't have an issue with that, or is this just all one big coincidence? You know, is, is this just hey, that? That could be like this is just some. It, it just so happened that we had uh, a Jameson, a Hyru, and um, a Moreland, yeah. and a uh, France, and these guys just all just happen to be born about the same time and are coming through at the same time. I don't know, but I know this: like it, it it's. I mean, Franz does not look like a freshman no. out on the basketball court. Kohler didn't look like a freshman. He was flying around. He facilitates the Yale offense. And, again, some of that, I mean, Jamison and Kohler coaches kids, so they're around the game more, so naturally they get more time in the gym. I don't know if that's a factor. But, yeah, maybe this is just, hey, in 2008, a lot of athletic kids were born in St. Clair County. Watch – Amir Moreland dribbled the basketball. I mean, you've seen this, Brady. Yeah. That's not the way kids dribble the ball. Like he, he he's fast. He he just he does things and it, I don't know. I could play a hundred years and never develop skills like that. Yeah, it's just that and maybe going back to your AAU point that maybe they're not as intimidated by varsity basketball if they've, if they've gone out and seen what and played against what's out there and the high level that's there so that when they go up to varsity, they're not intimidated by some faster, bigger kid because they've played against it already. I, I really don't know, but maybe this will be a blimp on the radar and the next five years we'll have one freshman that plays varsity and is like yeah it's it's weird but this is the, this is the other thing too about all of that is a lot of kids know who each other are like you know when you played you didn't know who was on Lincoln you didn't know who played for Lamphere. now every time you walk in the gym there's somebody on the other side that you know that you've either played with or played against somewhere. Other than high school. Well, yeah, and that goes back to the to the travel ball and to just like in baseball and softball, it always felt like there were some uh freshmen up. Like it felt like every team would have one or two. And that also goes back to the less physical sport, the more likely you're going to get that because to have a kid physically ready for football is not as likely and oh the whole shebang, but I just trying to make sense of why there's this influx of freshmen playing. I think it might be a combination of everything we talked about that the coaches are willing to have freshmen up. They're not afraid for young players to play. And maybe part of that is because the young players are making themselves more ready to show up and be on varsity right away. Yeah. I just, uh, and, and the, you know, some places there's a necessity. You're a small school. You don't have many kids. Yes, you got to go take what you, thumb, you, you can sure take. But Harbor the, Beach, Ubley, Deckerville, CPS, all those schools had freshmen that played because 
Didn't have a choice. Yeah, but but in in those circumstances, it doesn't mean they're going to be good, and it doesn't mean that they're going to be stars. No. And we're talking about impact players, like if we that did a, are just really good. If we did a top twenty-five boys basketball players in the area, I bet you five would be freshmen, maybe more. If if we or when we, because we always do a draft. Yeah. When we do our draft, I'll guarantee you between the boys and the girls that were close to double digits in freshmen getting drafted. Yes, and that doesn't happen. Again, Dennis, You co- obviously you didn't cover basketball as much as the other sports, but in your time, can you remember many freshmen that came up and played? I mean, Tyler Jameson obviously did it, but that wasn't that long ago. He's still in school. But there, there just haven't been freshmen that show up and not, like you said, not just play, but make a profound impact on their team. That they're one of the dudes from Jump Street. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Even when it did used to happen, and okay, yeah, he's he's been on varsity four years, but as a freshman and a sophomore, he didn't play a lot. He didn't do a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he was there, he was on the team. But then all of a sudden, boom, junior and senior year, they're the dude. But those first two years, yeah, they were there, but they, you know, they didn't play as much and they didn't score as much or, or do the things that they did later on. So I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to ask some coaches about it, what they think. Um, some say maybe it's just that the, the competition's better, the, their training uh, is improved. They've had good coaches around them from a young age and I just hey it's fun to see because even last year I mean Trey Graham he wasn't a superstar but he was a big contributor on on the the Richmond both football and 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 basketball team that's another example of a young guy he was just a year ahead of this group of kids yeah and again like this kind of for me like last night I'm at the the Northern Anchor Bay girls basketball game and uh you know, last year Eastman, Nichols, Falco, and the, the the Ramos all played as freshmen, and this year it's it's Jade Freeman, right? Scoring thirteen, she had uh, nineteen against somebody and twenty against somebody last week, mm-hmm. um, and then all of a sudden Julia Ketchik, I I'd never heard of this girl. I had no right. idea she was on Anchor Bay, or, or we would have said, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna want to watch number twenty three tonight." Well, I'll tell you what: if you go to an Anchor Bay girls' basketball, watch number twenty three. She's pretty good. Right. And she had twenty four points last night. And like you said, these aren't at small schools. They're at Anchor Bay. They're at Northern. They're at Yale. They're at Saint Clair. These these big time. I mean, last year. Um, Armada had a couple freshman girls play, and Sneezak and Upton, I believe, were both freshmen yep. last year. In, in Yale, Sadie Dykstra this year. And it's like these aren't, like you said, small schools that have 100 kids in them, and they have to take what they can get. These are competitive, good teams that are vying for conference and district and, in some cases, regional titles. Yeah, and, and uh, they had uh... – I think three other fre- – Lewis was a freshman, TD was a, a freshman, and I think Autumn McDonald was, uh, was a freshman. So they're playing in their regular rotation, getting tons of minutes. Three of them are starting freshmen. Right. And there's also – Pearl Port's another freshman I yeah. like. 
She knocked down a three. She, she likes to shoot, doesn't she? She's a shooter. She? Oh, yeah. She <laughs> shoots without fear, and I like that. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of everything. Maybe a bunch of athletic kids were just all popped out in, around 2007, 2008, <laughs> and just happened to all be coming through at the same time. But I'm, I'll be curious to see in the next couple of cycles if there's going to continue to be freshmen playing at this level or if this is going to be something we talk about in 20 years and it was like the great coming of freshmen up the great coming of age uh group through the area well well what it does do and and what excites me about is even if no more kids come through for four years i know i'm going to be watching some really good players right like by the time some of these kids are seniors how good are they going to be Exactly, exactly. That's the exciting part. So I don't. You, you got anything more on, on this phenomenon? I will be up at uh, Cross Lex for Cross Lex Port here on High Boys Basketball tonight. So that should be fun. Cool. And then you have the night off. I have the and night off. And if things are played Thursday, because who knows, the weather's either it's either going to be a snowpocalypse or the, the wind's going to be blowing 1,000 miles an hour or we're going to be fine and play games. Uh, I'll have the start of the Jim Weimer tournament at Marysville. And, Dennis, where will you be Thursday? Uh, I'll be at Mooney. I, I yeah, hope this Mooney game St. gets played. Mooney-St. Clair. I, I want to watch this one. I want to see Trent Rice and, and Franz go head-to-head -head and play a little ISO one-on-one -on -one <laughs> basketball. <laughs> All right, so that's where we'll be the next couple of days, and hopefully we have stuff to talk about uh, when we come back on Friday. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that would be a good thing. So what do you want to talk about? I made a snowman yesterday. <laughs> Let's hope it's not like that. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.